Hi friends, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Daydream Rose podcast. I'm as always super happy to have you here and I'm excited to share an episode with my friend Faye about plant magic with you. I really think this is a beautiful episode to listen to if you're a little bit stuck about the seasons changing and like wanting to reconnect with nature and wanting a sense of enchantment in your life. Um, Faye is wonderful to talk to, has written a really beautiful book worth checking out and she's also starting a course on Monday that you might be interested in. When I say sorry, I had a different microphone set up for this episode and I was wearing a top that kind of made a rustling sound around my neck and I was just listening back and kind of tried to edit that as best as I could but there's still a little bit of background sound and I'm really sorry about that. That's not going to happen in future episodes but I think it's not too bad and I really hope that you enjoy the episode anyway. A quick check-in um, on what I offer and what's up in my world. I have um, just published my workshop schedule for the autumn. All of these are free. And yeah, I've just increasingly really fell in love with running workshops um, every month and sometimes more often because it's such a great way to build community and get to know people and hear what people are actually wondering about because sometimes it can feel a little bit uh, like talking into the void and so yeah if, if you like this podcast come show up say hi even if you don't have a business yourself you can come to the business related ones for sure um, they apply to any kind of creative work and there's also magical ones that are free for anyone not just patreons so um, on October 26th, for example, I have one on social media and online marketing for introverts. Um, that's a question that has been coming up lately and I have run similar workshops, but I feel like this is something that kind of um, is really worth revisiting as my opinions and, and ideas change and the group is always different. So yeah, let's get together and explore that stuff. And then on November 4th, I have one on how to create, uh, grow a Patreon to support your creative work. And by creative work, I really mean that in the widest sense, could be anything that is made independently um, that you will not have support for. Um, I have reached 111 Patreons this week. I am over the moon, <laughs> over the moon grateful and excited to have more time and energy to spend on creating free stuff for you because of this. And I just just feel really supported and grateful yeah and then finally um when what is the date one second sorry oh yeah so october 14th that's the next one that's coming up next week on a sunday that is rooting down and that one is aligned with the first module of the magic of embodiment program which is starting this monday on the new moon in libra if you're listening to this later it is uh, october 6 2018 now by the way that's no problem at all you can still join just become a patreon at any level and i'll give you access and you can catch up but anyway october 14th will be um meeting for 90 minutes to think about preparing for winter and nesting building an altar we'll do some simple grounding practices and talk about working with warming and grounding spices and herbs and we'll also journal a little bit about the season so this is definitely looking at, at autumn a little bit more than spring but it's definitely also open to people in any hemisphere <laughs> northern or southern uh, you are all totally welcome to come um i will add the link to sign up for all these workshops in the show notes and yeah as always that like kind of last call for the magic of embodiment that's coming on monday i'm so excited for this 
111 people on the group will look at all kinds of magical things like tarot spreads or movement and journaling practices. Um, there'll be meditations on the tarot. Um, I'm adding sessions on self-massage for different body parts. We're starting with the face and the neck this month, which is really exciting. And yeah, there's just lots of good stuff to explore. And you can get access to that by pledging $3 or more on the Patreon. Thank you so much again for supporting my work. If you like it, please leave a review on iTunes. That would greatly help. And I will now let you listen to the episode. Bye. Hey everyone, I have a really beautiful guest today. As always, I mean they're all beautiful, but I'm really happy and excited to speak to Faye Johnson today. So Faye, um, if you've known each other for a while, it's really interesting. I made her website maybe two years ago, is that right? And really fell in love with her way of working with plants and her approaches. Her writing is really beautiful. I get very excited about a newsletter and I really don't subscribe to a lot. I feel really precious about my inbox, but <laughs> Faye is definitely in there. And she's just published a book that I'm really excited to talk about as well. I'm writing a book myself, as you may know, and it's quite a long, <laughs> it's a long journey. <laughs> it has many kind of detours but so yeah I'm really excited not just to talk about plant magic and our relationship with the non-human world but also a little bit about the creative process so that is my little fangirl intro and I'm going to hand it over to you now so you can introduce yourself Hi Yarrow it's so lovely to be chatting to you um <laughs> so hello everyone I just to introduce myself very briefly, you, you did such a great job though. So um, I work as a shamanic herbalist and a plant spirit guide. And thank you for talking about my book. So I had a beautiful awakening really to the spirit of plants while I was running a flower farm in Nova Scotia. And so this brought me, you know, I was, it really was so, um, so deep and so healing and transformative for me that I really wanted to share that experience with others. And so that's what my work involves now is sort of working with helping people open their intuition really to the forces of nature and meet plant, work with plants in a, in a different way. You know, I started like many people, I started being fascinated about, you know, making herbal potions and mm-hmm. you know, lotions and potions kind of, <laughs> kind of way. Um, and then when I, when I was running the flower and herb farm, it really shifted. And I, and I, I've been, I've been working shamanically for about 10 years now as well. So that really helped shift and just sort of using this alchemy of nature. That's how I, that's how I work with clients. And, but my book, um, Plants That Speak, Souls That Sing, is really designed as a guide to help others open to the, the magic of plants, you know, in a different way. It's not, um, it's still, it's very, very practical, but I don't really talk about making medicines. I talk about, you know, connecting with the spirit of the plants. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I love how practical the book is, and we can definitely dive into that a little bit deeper later on but I would love to know if we if we can set the scene a little bit because you're not at the flower farm anymore now can you tell us where you are in the world right now and what is nature like around you at the moment well it's um I'm in I'm in uh, the Scottish borders so I am about an hour south of Edinburgh so I'm in this beautiful countryside um and we've just had these amazing sort of storms so 
it's a very um you can really sense that shift in the season when mm-hmm. you when you head out and actually i was on my my daily uh, dog walk this morning and many of the old old ash trees have come down so there's branches there's big trees that have mm-hmm. come come down in this woodland and this woodland's really ancient mm-hmm. um you know, I'm in I'm in a land where where battles have been fought for centuries between the English and the Scottish. Um, mm-hmm. There's castles. There's there's really pockets of ancient woodland, and it's really really heart wrenching actually to see old trees that have finally you know mm-hmm. kind of succumbed to the elements and gone right. That's it. It's like they're they're like I'm taking it for the team. Someone's <laughs> yeah. gonna go here. Um, <laughs> So that was, yeah, it was, it, I knew that my walk this morning was going to be, um, have that feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's that time of year where there's so many berries still around. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about where you are, but certainly here, the rose hips, the rowan berries and the hawthorn mm-hmm. have been so abundant. Yeah. Um, they're like bright jewels on, mm-hmm. on the bushes and the trees. And uh, it's, it's, it's delicious. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm really feeling the um, I'm 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 huddled here around this um, warm kind of country kitchen is mm-hmm. where I'm staying at the moment, and it really feel I can really feel that turn in the season. And you know, on my walk this morning, my hands started to get a bit cold because the wind was so chilling, and I thought, oh no, I'm going to have to try and find my gloves. You know, yeah. And, you know, because we're coming out to the equinox and, yeah. um, and it really I'm feeling like oh, you know, yeah, it's it's the shift, isn't it? And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this season. It's my favorite. I feel so much more myself and I love, <clears throat> I love the change in dressing as well, to be honest. I just, I live in a tiny, tiny house. And so I have to be really mindful with kind of what is in it <laughs> because there isn't much space and like the warm socks and gloves and scarves kind of go um, out over summer. So they just brought them back in. It was a really nice process to look through them and mend a few things and just get warm and cozy again I, I totally agree I think I used to I think this is almost like something that I've I've learned to embrace um, because when I was much younger in my 20s I just you know I, I lived for the summer and mm. I I really got that you know I got quite depressed during the winter mm. um, and so as the days would start getting shorter and the, and the nights longer and everything kind of drawing in mm. I, I would try and escape it you know one mm. of those people who wanted to wanted to you know go off to warmer climbs you know, <laughs> find the sunshine but now I think because the energy of summer is so it's so go 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 you know there's loads of stuff happening lots of projects um, that actually I find I quite I enjoy this shift this pause you know, it's like we're, 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 we're you know, we're, t- we're winding down and there is that, you know, that I feel like the, that winter time is like going into the cave a bit and, and, and reflecting. And actually I, I kind of enjoy that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like you, yeah, it's fun to get out all the, all the layers. <laughs> yeah. I was exactly the same in my twenties. And I really think it's super interesting to think about the political dimensions of that and how, that's kind of mirroring the economic climate in a way, because I think collectively we are so avoidant around any kind of contraction. And it's almost always like growth at any cost, you know, we want to go bigger and faster and no one wants to be in winter and turn inwards and contract a bit. And I think doing some work around the beauty of that and acceptance and 
yeah, like you said, like getting really cozy and just being really mindful um, and intentional with it can make such a difference and, and makes it less attractive to run away from it all the time. I think, yeah, we, what we, we try, we, we, there's a big pressure on us to really be at the top of our game the whole time. Mm. And so we, and I, 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 you know, I don't do this as so much anymore, but I, you know, you, you know, you know, those feelings when you sort of beat yourself up because you're like, no, I, I need to have, be full of energy today. I need to be, I need to be on form. And, you know, we, I think the more you, the, the more you sort of get into working with plants and seasons and cycles, you know, the more you get to this place of understanding that we also, as beings of the earth, as, you know, creatures of this earth, we have seasons and cycles. Mm. And so to sort of take, it's a great relief to take the pressure off yourself mm. and yeah. to, you know, to go with that ebb and flow of life. But yeah, you're absolutely right. We, as a, as a rule, we, we, we just don't do that. We're not taught to do that. Mm. You know, we're taught to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking about which, um, do you have any practices that you're most excited about? Something that you could share with us that you're really enjoying doing at the moment? So, um, Actually, there's two that I'm, I'm, I'm sort of into, shall we say, at the mm-hmm. moment. And, and actually, I, I think partly because what's happening for me is I'm, I'm in a transition. I've, we, I'm, I'm sort of house sitting at the moment. So I haven't got that permanent place to put my roots down. And, and so one of the things I really love doing is I just love grounding out in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when I'm out in nature or, or even really, just doing it you know when I'm waking up in the morning and that's really with my feet firmly on the ground putting you know imagining those beautiful roots you know traveling down through my feet through the layers of the soil deep and wide connecting me with that center amazing life force that is the heart of the earth and and then in my visualization I bring though that beautiful energy up into my body um, and this for me is helping to anchor me because not having a, a sort of place of my own or, or a house of my own can feel a little bit, you know, it can get me off center slightly. Yeah. So, so I really enjoy to love grounding and connecting in with the earth in that way. And whenever I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed with things, the first thing I do is go, I'll ground and I'll, or I'll try and connect, connect with a tree, for example, mm-hmm. because they're, they're so, they're so deep and wise and, and, and big and strong, you know, generally. So mm-hmm. that's one of my, my favorite practices is to really sort of send those roots down into the earth and to feel that connection. And I find actually doing that a really supportive practice because just as, and it's a reminder, you know, that the earth is giving us everything we need. Um, and everything I need is, is provided by the earth. You know, my needs are met. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's a chance for me in my, to be sort of sending prayers of gratitude to mm-hmm. the earth for everything that I'm provided with, you know, it's my sort of my food, my shelter, all my nourishment, so feeling that deep connection with the earth is, I think that, I mean, I do it every day. It's, it's everything, you know, even sort of before we have this, with this call that we're chatting on, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm inviting that connection and that support to come through me. Um, so yeah, that would be one thing, but I'll tell you about my second thing. Cause that's, okay. <laughs> so what I, what I've been doing this summer is, um, again, it's all about really, um, that helping hand and that helping support from nature. So I've been using 
plants um, plants that I, I I meet when I'm sort of in my day, daily interactions, if they kind of speak to me, then I, in a way, I've been kind of collecting parts of plants as as amulets and sort mm-hmm. of as special tokens, really, for me. And um, I've got one with me actually that I that I made because I was a there's a period in the summer. I think it was probably just before my book was about to come out or when it was coming out in the in the U- UK. That I, you know, and I was feeling having all of that anxiety that you you know mm-hmm. human stuff about being seen <laughs> and all of the stuff that went with that and. So I was in the garden and I, and I just started to tune into the plants and I made, um, I made a little bouquet of, of flowers and I wrapped it all up and I, I threw a few special stones in there for me and I actually wrapped it all up in this really big horseradish leaf. I'm just trying to describe it to you, but this is, and it's actually quite large. I can hold it in my hand and it's quite heavy because it's all wrapped up with all these crystals and this has been my um, my kind of sacred herbal bundle that I've had with me all summer as a way of me recognizing the support of nature that's there for me mm-hmm. and, the, and the and the influence that those plants bring for me. So that's so it's it's really it's really a sort of a practice that I do because I, I love the way that plants for us are so versatile. You know, we we get excited. We make medicines. Um, we, we can have gorgeous perfumes, we can make displays in our house or have house plants, we can wear t-shirts with plants on, you know, we can all, we can be really inspired. But, but one of the things I just love to do is have a bit of a plant with me in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and this idea of having my sacred plant bundle uh, as another way of doing that as another tool is something that I've been, yeah, that's what I've been doing this summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my that's thing. beautiful. Thank you so much. I love that. <clears throat> it's so interesting to hear always how people work with plants and all the different beautiful ways in which humans make meaning of the stages that they're in in their lives and the environments that you're in. And yeah, so talking a little bit about stages and being seen because that's so relatable to me. Um, I've also kind of been a bit more visible this year and shared a lot more. And I know, yeah, there's just human stuff around that. Um, So I wonder, can you tell us a little bit more about your creative process with the book and maybe what that's been like writing it kind of in, in your own little space and then bringing it out into the world. I would love to hear more about that. Yeah. um, So my book, firstly, um, it's been a very long process for me and I, so and I firmly believe that everything happens in absolute perfect timing. Um, but I probably, I started writing the book about four years ago because um, I was still at the farm and I just, there was this, all this stuff I just wanted to write down, you know. And then life got in the way um, and uh, we moved and, you know, there was this big sort of transition and this big sort of panic. And if you like, I... I let all the drama of that get in the way of, of my creative process. And I, mm-hmm. put, I literally did put the book in like my top drawer of my desk and, you know, kind mm-hmm. of turned the key. And what took over was this need to settle into a new place, earn some money, set up a new business, um, you know, find myself in this new community. And so the book, you know, this really important message from the Green Kingdom just went, locked away you know as if I turned the key on it 
Um, and that, that, you know, so that's, that it stayed there for, for about another two years, I have to say, (laughs) which is so (laughs) awful. But this, I think this is what happens for people on the creative process. They, um, something will scare you off, you know, you'll have these ideas and inspiration and something scares you. Um, and so obviously for me, I was scared by this sort of reality of, uh, needing to make some money and, uh, you know, all this drama of that. And so the book got, got put into, got put to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what actually happened is I realized I was really miserable. I was really low. And, and I knew that actually the way to, um, to, to pick myself up was to really uh, kind of, you know, I, I knew that the, the book was whispering to me. Mm-hmm. The plants were talking to me. And I knew that that just had to, go you know it had to get to see its completion whatever shape or form the the Mm. completion looks like and so I said to myself right I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna write every day and get this done Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I did amazing I just said I'm I'm gonna get it done um and but then you know but then again there was this process of and if anyone listening has got a book in them and I mean, you, um, for one, um, but you know, I, I, I got, you know, I was very, I was researching and you know, who to send it to. Should I do that? And I, I thought I was going to self publish it because it was just one of those things that needed to come <clears throat> to be, to be produced, you know, needed to yeah. get out of me. And, and I, so I could tick the box saying, yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually I, I realized in a way I, I, I thought, well, you've got to try and send it to some publishers. You can't mm-hmm. just, be self-defeatist and so it was so that was a turning point for me because um I I sent it off to people I got some no replies I got some rejection letters Mm. love those um (laughs) I got one you know and it only takes one and so yeah I my book was picked up by Fintorn Press which and and if anyone knows the Fintorn story you know Mm -hmm. the Fintorn community in uh, Scotland was you know it was founded on and on this plant spirit connection mm-hmm. and really that that lovely connection with nature so um it really felt like a right fit and it definitely felt like there it felt so and at that stage I knew that it was bigger than me and, mm-hmm. and at that stage that was great because in a way that was just like letting it go mm-hmm. and now that it's out into the world I feel like I'm really holding space for it um and what's happened for me in that process of you know from beginning to write it let's say four years it was four years ago and now it's released well I'm actually in a completely different place my my shamanic work has gone really deep and um really opened out a new vision if you like so the plants are still with me mm-hmm. but my work is is on a different level now um so that's I think that must happen for lots of people who write a book because it's like the process it's, mm-hmm. like we were, it's like what we were we were discussing this earlier before the before the call when we um when you think you're on one path and you think you know what the destination <laughs> is mm-hmm. because I'm on this path and I'm going to do this and actually it's the path and it's taking you somewhere completely different but if you, mm-hmm. you hadn't stepped on the path you you wouldn't have you wouldn't have got there. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where I feel the, the book has taken me. And, but one thing I would definitely say, and especially I, I never thought of myself as a writer at all. 
Um, you know, I was always someone who didn't do very well in their English classes at school um, mm-hmm. and things like that. And I, I never thought I was creative enough to be able to write a book. Mm-hmm. And what's happened now is I realized what had happened probably uh, in spring this year. I realized that I'd had a shift within me and I had given myself permission to mm-hmm. be a writer. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was just this big shift of like, and then, and ever since I'm, 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 I'm writing. And so I'm, I'm writing another book and it's, that's, that's, what's really exciting is that um, there's always, there's a book perhaps in everyone that needs to come out. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it's the stuff that comes afterwards that is, is where all the creative juices are flowing because it's coming from a much freer place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think I love everything that you said. It's been really nice to hear what your journey with the book has been like. And I also wonder sometimes how social media or generally how we're producing and creating and consuming media is affecting the way we're seeing and understanding ourselves as artists or writers and what we're putting out. Because I feel... um, for me, like there's been some real sweetness this year and in just acknowledging that things and opinions and perspectives really change, you know, like um, to give you an example, I am, when I started this podcast, I thought I was just going to talk to myself basically because I didn't really have the confidence to ask other people to be on it yet. Mm. So the first couple of episodes are just me rambling about stuff that I was really excited about at at the time and, and kind of still am. And the third episode is one in which I talk about um, letting go of sugar and how that made me feel at the time and what I did to kind of really let it go. And that's an interesting one because I can still see and now and still embody that sense that being mindful around sugar is really good for me. It's really good for my energy levels. It means I'm more balanced. I don't get these highs and then kind of crash down from them. But I think my perspective on intuitive eating and self-compassion has changed. And I'm really not as strict with myself anymore as I was back then when I recorded this. And so I think there's this, yeah, just this interesting thing of putting something out there and at the same time knowing that the putting it out there in itself is probably going to shift your work to a different level, just this process in itself alone. And then all the things that we experience and the people that we meet and the plants that we get to know just change things. So I think on one hand, the books are so beautiful because they're this complete work of art, you know, and they are kind of, they have their own timelessness because they get completed and then you put them out there. Whereas other forms of media, I feel have become so fluid where there's this real fluidity and play between private life and business and what do we share and stories and how's things shifting and we're interacting. And so I almost have this slightly romanticized views of, of books being a little bit more stable and earthy, if that makes sense. Um, I, I, you're, you're reminding me of something that a friend said to me, um, a friend of mine about five years ago, I think she published her book about teaching children meditation. So mm-hmm. she was really behind me, you know, understanding my process. And then she said to me, she said, 
you do realize that book is going to exist even after you, you don't, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that was kind of like, Oh, wow. Okay. God, I never thought of it in that way. Yeah. You know, it's that, that, yeah. So that sort of speaks to what you're saying about this fluidity of, of, of like the social media, sort of the posts and the, I mean, you think about how many pictures and, um, and, and quotes and things like that. And videos, everyone's posting kind of every second. And, mm-hmm. and I, I actually find it, slightly terrifying though that the, the process of the fact that the book is sort of stuff it's it's not fluid and you know I'm a very airy fluid person mm-hmm. um, and I've actually also I've been experienced so so the fact that the book is kind of written and it, and it can't it's not like Harry Potter book it doesn't like the words <laughs> can't change on the page you know that would be amazing um and I'm actually experiencing this also, though. Um, at the moment, I'm trying to um, put the finishing touches to um, my online course, which mm-hmm. is kind of to complement the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm finding is when, you know, I love to teach face-to-face workshops for people because, you know, I guess my personality comes across and I'm very tactile and, you know, <laughs> you can really feel into the energy. Um, but when it's all me on video, I'm it's it frightens me because I'm like oh yes but I wanted to say a bit more and um uh you know it's just that it's just the whole um it's the it's so finite and Mm -hmm. you can't change it once it's done Mm -hmm. um like a book or something that's out there so yeah I I find that a little bit um (laughs) a little bit scary you know you want to tweak things all the time and you and I think though that's the thing we are fluid open creative creatures so Mm -hmm. yeah things are going to things do shift and they do change as we change Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that's that that's the slightly scary thing about something (laughs) down (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah totally um I also just had a thought in in this journey of understanding ourselves as writers or entrepreneurs or you know artists whatever it is I think there are so many identities that are really hard to claim or reclaim, even though we do these things that would, you know, (laughs) would, would relate to that identity. And I was just thinking about how much we post online these days and how, if I combine all the Instagram posts that I've made over the last two years, it will probably fill two books at least I would imagine and yet my book is still <laughs> still kind of just halfway through so yeah I'll think about that a little bit more and maybe think about my um, habits around social media as well um, you give such beautiful advice to really anyone but especially to beginners I really love how you're making concepts that could in theory be very abstract to people or you know that could feel a little bit I don't know if out there is the right word but but what I'm trying to say is you have this really beautiful way of kind of bringing people into that world and making it really accessible and relatable and giving people a place to start I think that's also really important I I just know that so many people have this really deep yearning of reconnecting with you know the plants around them and be really becoming a part of their bioregion but they don't know where to start and I think your book is a really beautiful tool to work with that so I wonder if you can maybe share a couple of things that you would say to a beginner who really wants to deepen their relationship with the non-human and plant world 
Certainly love to. Um, right. Let, let's just think about what the most important thing is. So actually, I mean, one of the things we've talked about already is that seasons and cycles mm-hmm. um, and really tuning in and becoming rooted where you are in the world and what the, what the energy is like, where, where you're, where you're living and just ob- observing, observing that and how you feel. I mean, really to, to connect with, the spirit world to connect with the plants it's 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 really healthy to have this understanding of of yourself and i i almost feel like this is really boring thing to say but (laughs) but when we have a regular practice of being in stillness being in that quiet place that stillness of our hearts and our minds so we can get that through meditation we can get it through mindful movement practices we can get it through um, a mindful walk in the in the woods, for example. That a practice like that daily really helps you to connect with your truth, mm-hmm. um, and it helps you to really look at things which are coming at you, which are overwhelming you or putting you in directions. It helps you to be able to um, step back from the overwhelm and connect with your truth, because when you're working with plants and, and spirit, it the spirit will will it will help you in to, to be able to maintain your center um, mm-hmm. and not get dragged into the sort of drama of, of well, one reality, which is, which is our life. Um, so yeah, being so a regular practice in meditation and just, I like, and I always recommend students like have a, have a sacred space mm-hmm. that is their space. Um, and this can be, you know, I mean, like I'll give you an example for me. I mean, I'm in a, I'm, I'm house sitting. I'm not in my own house. I'm not in my own space. I share this space with other people. So I haven't got, you know, my massive, gorgeous, amazing room, um, uh, you know, space mm-hmm. anymore. I've just, I have, I have things on a windowsill. Mm-hmm. I have things on a tray and I can put a, um, like a, a scarf over things mm-hmm. so that they don't offend other people, you know, mm-hmm. um, but my sacred objects. And so I'm, what I love to do is when we're out in nature, just connecting um, or collecting rather objects that you find in nature objects that speak to you mm-hmm. uh, and, and it, like this like I just found a few um, horse chestnuts this week because and fallen acorns and things like that because um, that's what the earth is is giving us at the moment and there's lovely rowan berries around so um, I, I've been collecting these and I kind of end up with this lovely landscape um, mm-hmm. That's that I bring, so I, I'm kind of bringing the outside in, mm-hmm. and that's that's really important, and that helps ground us. It helps us stay connected to to what is true, and to really look for the joy, look for the radiance in things. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. that's beautiful. I love working with found objects so much because there's this this moment of discovery and like real connection to something that's happening outside. And then we get to take the small piece home and it doesn't always have to be something that we've bought. You know, I think I know definitely in myself, um, sometimes when I've not felt well, or I've been kind of spiritually starved and really wanted to, you know, have an anchor. So often when I was younger and still sometimes now my reflex was to go shopping, you know, to go to a crystal shop or think about, what plans I could work with from the herb shop. And I think sometimes that's totally valid. You know, um, I wouldn't 
I would never like blanket judge that at all. But I'm just feeling, yeah, found objects can be so beautiful. And I really care to make these practices financially accessible as well. You know, the less we the less money we spend, the more time we can spend in nature, really, because we have to earn less. Um, I feel that's especially true when you're working for yourself, where you can really feel this like okay, I can buy this thing now and that means I have to work X more hours this month or I can just rest those hours and, mm -hmm. and work as much as I just about need to and that's fine, yeah. Yeah, there's such a shift, isn't there, when, you, when you're working for yourself, I, I think, with that mm -hmm. question about buying things. But actually, I mean, this is a lovely exercise to do, like you said, if, you, if you're having, if you're facing a challenge or there's something that you're kind of working with and you feel like you need some support. A, a lovely exercise to do is just to, you know, step outside, go for a walk in nature somewhere where you like to go and, and hold it in, in your heart, this intention to, 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 to be shown or to find an object that will support you. Mm -hmm. uh, and you might find that there's a sort of tree waving at you that you want to go and stand with. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously you can't take the tree home with you, but you <laughs> might find your, your eye, you know, goes to a lovely leaf or a, like, like I said, an acorn or a pebble, mm -hmm. something that feels special. And so that would be, you know, nature's way of, of showing you the support that you need. And you can take that home, mm -hmm. like you said, and bring it, bring it back with you. So you've got that support. Mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful as well um this is maybe a slightly big and maybe also a bit abstract question but i wonder if anything exciting comes up so let's go there um what are some of the biggest things that you feel you've learned from plants oh wow oh my goodness <laughs> um i think um goodness it's 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 that it's, it's just so big isn't it yeah it's where 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 I'm at really with plants at the moment is for me the more time we can spend in nature the more it aligns us with the with the absolute essence of who we are mm -hmm. of who we really are on a soul level um and and all that comes with that like what our gifts are what our purpose is here on earth and and so that is the magic for me and it's so expansive when you start working with plants because I, you know, like I said, I started working with plants kind of with this whole, you know, Oh great. I can make herbal medicines and Oh, I can make a cough. I can make cough syrup and mm -hmm. I can have a nice herbal tea, um, which is rich in minerals for, to support my body, you know, mm -hmm. or like, and like we do. And that's why plants are amazing because we get to make things from them that feed our bodies and nourish us and, and help us heal. Um, but what's happened now, my, my interactions, it's like through hanging out with the plants, I've got much less self-centered. So mm -hmm. I'm not kind of with a plant now going, right, what can you do for me? What are you, what are you good for? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. What, what, what essence can I make with you? And who can I share that with? The, the approach that the plants have kind of really broadened out is, is that kind of my, my place in this big cosmic web of all things and that, and plants really are great teachers in that. And so it's more of a case of when I'm sitting down with a plant, 
it's like, wow, okay, what do you need? How can we work together? Mm-hmm. What's my role in this? How can I help you? How can I work with you? And I, and I think that that's what working with plants long-term brings out for everybody. I think it really brings out this a beautiful opening of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, and actually one of the things I've learned, this is the biggest lesson ever, and this is really perhaps more of my shamanic teaching, um, sort of less focused on the plants, but still including the plants. But really that the biggest lesson there is, is how much capacity I have in my heart for love. Mm-hmm. And that's just so huge. I, I, I've been shown that so many times and it's amazing. And it's so like, it's awe inspiring to be, be connected to this web of this beautiful universe that we're in and just, and know and be shown that you have this deep, deep capacity for love, loving myself with compassion and, and seeing others and loving others with compassionate eyes and, and, and not just other people, but other, other beings, other, um, other creatures, other plants. And it's that, it's that, it's that sense of wholeness. Mm-hmm. And that's where what working with the plants it just brings us into alignment and harmony with ourselves, um, with our environment and with other people. So it's this, it's this, you know, it's the love thing, I guess. And that's what I really learned from the plants. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it really reminds me, um, this is a side note, <clears throat> but I, um, as a young child, I've been really kind of wanting to be religious and my family isn't religious. And so when I was younger, I was looking at all these different religions and sometimes felt jealous or excited and really wanted to learn more. I think because I was craving this structure and framework and the rhythm of life that religion can provide. And I now really feel that I find that in the forest, which sounds so cheesy, you know, but I was walking this morning as well. And it's like really everything that I want to learn about the human experience I can find here. Mm. And, and it's so much about love and self-acceptance and, and interdependence. I think that's also, I really feel that I learned so much about being in relationship from plants, from the way that they interact with each other with such generosity and kindness. And yeah, that's just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's the, um, it's that sense of community, isn't it? The, mm. that, that community and, and, um, and yeah, I think, yeah, and along with that, that whole kind of, um, you know, lack, you know, we're not as important as we thought we were. Mm-hmm. It's not really, you know, things aren't such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but at the same time, we are really important just as everything else is. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think working with plants really helps us. Um, I mean, one of the things I always say to my, my students is that, you know, we, we often think we really want to connect with plants and we get all excited about making herbal medicines and learning about different plants. And that, but actually we still are, we still operate from a mindset of I am greater than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because, you know, for years, you know, it's in our, sadly it's in our DNA because our, our ancestors, it's been many, many centuries since our ancestors really were so intertwined with, um, the natural world and had a, had a you know deeper connection. Other, as we westernized and our lives got sort of more 
our lives are just a bit more sanitized and vacuum packed mm-hmm. and we've allowed we've allowed ourselves to be disconnected and so we have that, that mindset of oh well I'm better than you um I'm you know and we're a bit dominant and, mm-hmm. and it's hard to make friends when you're when you're when you're kind of the arrogant one mm-hmm. um so we do have to yeah the plants remind us that actually we're we are just another being on the earth <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah um I I would love to hear a little bit more kind of you you mentioned so the book has come out and you're starting a course next month and um, what is your vision or what are you most excited about for your business over the next couple of years and what you're trying to create oh wow you just <laughs> asked like these cosmic questions <laughs> Um, so what's really exciting actually and you you said the word vision and I feel that as a shamanic practitioner that that that's totally the work that I'm doing is, is holding the vision and I've got so the book what's been beautiful about the book as a book like we we're saying is this kind of solid representation of well this is the work that I do and this this is my experience and but actually since um, and I definitely feel as well by by doing the course, which goes, um, which, like I said, complements it. Um, that really is a beautiful anchor for the direction of my work. But what I'd love to do is really work much more deeply with people who are on the plant spirit path um, and really help others to like become visionaries as well. Because I think um, as earth keepers, we really have, I really have this sense of, um, I really have this sense of responsibility for helping others connect to the earth and to really help the earth, help us really raise our consciousness so that the earth can, we can be in partnership with the earth so much more than we are already. Mm -hmm. So, so my vision for my work, yeah, is to, I'd love to be able to um, take my work to more people. And that's obviously why I'm, I'm, putting together the online course but also I I would really I I still I really love to work um quite deeply with people my work well it's all of my work spirit-led so when you ask me what my plan is I think well it's not really my plan (laughs) At all. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually that's and that's one of the practices I do on a regular basis is, is tune in I'll I'll do my journey I'll do my my shamanic journeys to to spirit asking asking for the vision asking to be shown the way um, and and feeling all the way feeling for for what is right because I feel that there's a new way of being in this world and I feel like it's all connected with vibration. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what I was saying earlier about, you know, when we are literally, when we are with these beings of light, which are what, you know, plants and trees are, it's, there is this, there's a beautiful shift for us as we align with, you know, our true sense of who we are and what we are here to do. And so I really want to just help others get into that space so we can mm-hmm. really all rise it's just about rising it's just mm-hmm. about rising and aligning and and being being connected and and my pathway is is deeply interwoven with plants there it's it's there's sort of no escape it's it's mm-hmm. it's the green thread is firmly woven <laughs> in my work and um and more and more now yeah just work wanting 
sort of some of the one-to-one work I've done recently with, with well, people who are local is just to be outside with them because when you're in that space, especially with big, big old trees, you know, they're the ones holding the space. Mm-hmm. These amazing spirits are holding that space. So I'd love to do more of that. And But retreats, I've got a retreat coming up next year in, in Scotland, another one, it's to be the second year. Mm-hmm. Um, to really help people connect with the earth and take, I'm, I mean, I'm a, I suppose I'm a teacher. I, I'm, I've, my, there's been a real shift for me in terms of, I still work one-to-one with people and I love to hold this kind of healing space or mentoring space for people um, because that's really important to shift the layers which come up when we, when we start connecting. But I, I, I feel like my role primary is to, is to really just to facilitate and to help others to, to find the, to find the tools and and unlock all of that kind of ancient wisdom which is in each of us yeah yeah so that's what I'd like to be doing mm-hmm. yeah that's I'm so glad you are <laughs> <laughs> before we go can you let us know what you're currently offering kind of what is coming up right now what is available and where can people find you so my website is fayjohnston.com and there is also a Facebook group called Plant Spirit People, which is just a really fun place to hang out and share your plant spirit experiences and um, pictures and all that all that wonderful stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also offer a free online course which helps you get connect with the spirit of plants. So that's another free um, that's another free thing to do and um but the best place to start is to connect with my book which is plants that speak souls that sing and you can find that on all the usual places and um and then if you want to work with me personally i do i do one-to-one shamanic work online um um which which is a really it's really a process of you know feeling like yourself again it's it's about shifting those layers uh shifting the shifting the lots of lots, shifting the shame just get, getting getting to help you shine really and to to mm-hmm. align yourself with with um the you that needs to be um out in the world um so i've got the there's one to one healing mentoring and coaching and there's also the online plants that speak course which is a, um it's a six part course that takes place over 12 weeks and that's starting um it starts in october and then there'll be one running again in january and even though it's an online course it's kind of me popping up um with um live uh, work as well as pre-recorded stuff so it's because i really for me the work with plants is it's a process and so i feel that that's my role is holding the space for people so that's um yeah so that's 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 the course and then i yeah i'm running a retreat in may next year as well but there'll be other things as well by then (laughs) (laughs) i know you have a really beautiful event schedule in the uk so i would really encourage anyone to check your website out and we'll we'll link to that in the show notes as well so if people haven't uh caught it then no worries it will be in the show notes Mm, thank you Thank you so much, Faye. Thank you for sharing um, so much from your heart and for the beautiful work that you're doing. You've definitely inspired me a ton. I'm really excited to dive deeper into the book. I also want to say that I had a session with you as you were talking about the one-on-one work. Um, We did a trade and it was really beautiful. So if people feel 
excited about that. You should definitely check that out. I can highly recommend it. And yeah, I'm just so grateful to know you and to know another person in the UK, especially because like so many people I'm working with are in the States at the moment. And so it's nice to know someone locally. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.